Good evening. It's really quite humbling when just a couple of songs at the end there and you're thinking back down the timeline and I was 19 and a half when I the Lord. Know that time is, makes you this great spiritual person. It's a day to day walk but just the fact that that's 40 odd year and I'm sitting here and it was just that wee moment of appreciation, you know, within within my heart. And anyways, I was walking in, I says to Joe and Sheila, I hope this preacher's good tonight, it's minus five out there, you know. So I hope I hope what I've, what I've got to bring you is relevant, encouraging, and we'll hit the spot, hit the spiritual spot, you know. But before, before I share this, just ask the Lord to honour his word. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you chose us. Don't know why, but you chose us, Lord. And you laid things on each one of our hearts today, Lord, and it's bound on to me tonight, Father. So I just pray you honour your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Graham mentioned Elad and I off the top of his head, but within it, Messiah, and he didn't understand it. Right, so... That's very relevant, as was Sheila this morning with the snow globe. John, we shared in the prophecy aspect this morning. So, you know, it, it, everything is lining up that I feel this is what the Lord's want me to bring. But before I do that, um, keep your sermons a moving target, as it were. When I went home today, uh, Anne Marie, she says, I've just listened to. Gregory Porter, that's the jazz singer who wears the hat, right? Brilliant singer. And he was sharing his story with Fern Britain. And it's to go along with the Christmas season. And it was absolutely tremendous if you can you, you can get it and catch up. But his mum was a, a true warrior, she was a pastor. She had eight a family, an absent husband most of the time, five boys, three girls. She set up a shop front church in, a, in an alleyway and it was in Bakersfield. And I, I immediately I'm thinking of New Beginnings, our cafe next door, this is an ex bed shop. And I just thought, you know, I just wanted to share that. And uh, the... They stayed in Christmas Tree Lane, believe it or not, and uh, they suffered a lot of persecution, the Wendy's put in, and heavy stuff, you know. But the, one of the Wendy's became a full time pastor, and he runs the House of Ruth, which is named after his mother. And uh, there was a wee text on it, and I thought, Your future is as bright as your faith. And I thought that was beautiful, you know. So that was just a, a wee add-on uh, before I'm going into God's Word. And there's a few things I want to share before I, I go in there, you know. The, last night, my wee granddaughter Freya, she gave us the rendition of Whoops a Daisy Angel. She's got a part in it, and she knows every part in it. So we... We had a, a brilliant night, a session with that, Whoops a Daisy Angel, fantastic. And just, the Lord Daisy speaks to us through the kids, you know. And uh, she was singing, I have an important job to do. 
could tell them about the baby, the special child, you know, and it just, that's the important job to do. The, um, the, and, and Sandy mentioned this is the elf in the shelf season, you know, and I was just thinking in my nonsense head, I'm saying, right, you could have elves sort of reading the Bible and all that and stuff like that, you know, or praying and uh, leading up to Christmas, you know. But we then watched a film, a Disney film, it's, it's called The Star, and it's a Walt Disney film, brilliant music in it, really spiritual gospel music. And it's telling the story through the animals, through the eyes of a donkey, etc. It's a fantastic story. And it gives my heart encouragement that while we might not get many kids coming in, but God's word, God's message is still going out there in some shape or form. There's um, the Gregory Porter this afternoon. Uh, that film is it's readily available. And I thought that was just absolutely brilliant. Anyway, I was um, I was thinking what, what I was going to speak on, and as I say, the, the snow globe will forever stay with me. Um, when her brother shared the example with the snow globe in people's minds, but Kenny also shared, it's Kenny Bothwick, also shared the, he felt there was a pure stream of living water coming for here, and that stuck with me. And we've all came from different cultural church backgrounds, but it was that, 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 that wrong really drew right into my heart that when we're going into God's Word, we're letting God's Word interpret God's Word, and is as much info for God's Word itself to justify our position, our thinking, our, you know, wherever we are. And that uh, stuck with me. And on the, on the, on the child note, of, uh, I was listening to a testimony a couple of years ago now, and it was it was it was Gershner who was R.C. Sproul's mentor, right? A really heavyweight theological captain in the in the the battle we're in, and uh, he was asked his summation and all his theology, and we're talking a, a brilliant mind, and he said something all this. He says, "Jesus loves me." This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And when you're hearing great men like that, and you're in awe, as, as we look at Kenny and, and the other speakers, we get along, Stanley Shog, really men to look, look up to, and within our own ranks as well, you know, it's, it's encouraging. And we, I'm mentioning about let God's word interpret God's word. And with the, the advent of YouTube and that, we've got great men like John Lennox. As I say, R.C. Sproul, as you know, uh, I think he's brilliant, and Ravi Zacharias. And it's not that you're then, I'm following this one, that one, that one, but you're taking and you're drawing and getting a good balance across the board. Uh, you can pull up debates in different positions, whether it's Calvinism or Arminian, etc. You know, uh, so the facilities here are absolutely brilliant. You know, and uh, that, that's just... aye, right. That's what's, what's bringing me. To... Sometimes we, my mate Jim Armstrong, phoned me the night talking about somebody else and 
the Bunny too hot and uh, Jim he was just sharing me with the outreach that no many folks going etc and it just so happens that if you turn to Luke 24 that's where I'm going to be speaking on tonight uh, and it just so happens is I'm sharing with Jim I'm saying what I'm speaking on tonight is the road to Emmaus where the Lord, Lord draws alongside two people no four, no six, no eight, no twenty, no eight thousand, but two people he drew alongside them. And that's that's what I want to share. Uh, share is the in the road to Emmaus. And it, verse thirteen I'll be starting with. It's quite a long chapter, so I'll just share and as I'm going through, I might jump and just give you thoughts as I'm going. That's just the way I find it easier to do. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking to each other about all these things that had happened. Now, despite them being in the presence of the Lord and walking with the Lord, they had flashes of revelation. But the Holy Spirit hadn't came yet. So, Wally McLaughlin often says, he says, we had great enlightenment when the Holy Spirit comes on us because we are seeing full canon of Scripture. We are seeing better than what's recorded at times because we've got the full big picture. Uh, and while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. How often is Jesus drawn the ear and will not recognise him? But their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What is the conversation you're having and holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Leofs, answered them, Are you the only visitor of Jerusalem who does not know the things that have harmed there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And he said, I'm concerning Jesus and Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to condemn to death and crucified him. And this is, this is a bit that we all can apply. But we had hoped. For the odd year, doing the Christian walk, and there's things happening in life, but we had hoped, and there totally comes left field, Knocks your six, you didn't see it coming, big time. So they're really down and out, but we had hoped. They think the Messiah's coming to set up the political reign, kick the Romans out, set Israel up as a nation. But he had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things have happened. Moreover, some women in her company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying they had seen a vision of angels who had said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see, and he said to them, before going to this part, I remember a couple of months back, Somebody speaking about the Lord revealing himself to the women first and the place of women in the Lord's ministry. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. 
back to verse 25 and he said to them oh foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all the prophets spoken was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory and beginning with Moses and all the prophets he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself and it was that that stuck in my mind at Christmas time there's so many prophecies relayed John mentioned a few this morning and the, the, the full Christmas story and that just got me thinking if you bear with me I thought how am I going to find out about all these prophecies anyway I jumped into a King James Bible that our Derek had got us and at the back he had a concordance with all the prophecies that had place and was fulfilled I'm not going to go through the fifty that's there there's probably more than that because it was a Lord of Glory revealing step by step the revelations but I just want to share with you the, the spirit of beginning with Moses and all the prophets some, I think some interpretations have got the Psalms in there as well um, so I just wanted to to share that you know as, as a Just bear with us. Yeah, and that, that was the other thing that was in my heart. Um, we broke bread this morning, and later on in the chapter, the Lord breaks bread, and I just came. To, uh, I then read up about the, the shoe bread and how it was placed in the temple. Twelve loaves represent the 12th tribes of Israel and it was fresh on the Sabbath and only the priests could eat it and us this morning we, show, we, we shared breaking the bread this morning and we've got the position of the, the priest for God now which is just, as, as I was scanning through things that I wanted to share tonight that, 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 that come up big time uh, just to appreciate your position in Christ uh, and and also when the Lord broke bread the rise was opened later on in the chapter and how when we come together and we broke bread this morning and I'm sure the Lord will have brought thoughts and memories to you this morning and appreciation and later on in the chapter it says didn't our heart burn within us as we spoke to the Lord and that's a good heartburn after him wasn't it we shared the meal with the Lord and it was a good heartburn uh, and we're in an ex bet shop and uh, I'm not a betting man I was too mean, mean, mean to bet I'd rather have drunk it but anyway the mathematical words years ago I was reading I think it was evidence that the man's a verdict or something along the, those lines and it gave you the mathematical calculation of the prophecies accumulated and it ended up it was like I don't know a thousand zeros at the end they're just infinity there's no way that with all these prophecies the times that they happened and where they happened that they could be coincidental this was God's plan God's plan and the scriptures concerning himself and everything pointing to Christ all the scriptures, all the prophecies 
point to Christ. And that, that took me to yeah, look at the 50, prophet, 50 prophecies just, just briefly. And in Moses, there's five, five big ones. Uh, John mentioned this morning, jo- uh, born of a woman, 15, the f- f- fulfilled in Luke. And I was actually thinking when the fall happened, how the Lord graciously took Adam and Eve and made them close. Right? Later on, we've got Moses, you can't see my face. You can see my back as I go by you. And, but how grace even God, at the time of the fall, he came down and he made them close, cover their nakedness. And uh, born of a woman, normally the terminology in Genesis 3.15, normally the terminology is being born of a man. Uh, and John mentioned the, the serpent bruising the Lord's heel, but he's bruised the serpent's head. A bruise in the heel is no fatal, but in the head it's, it's deadly. Uh, and in Genesis 18.18, you've got the descendants of Abraham will be multiplied like the stars fulfilled in Matthew 1 when you're reading the genealogy in Matthew 1 it's certainly uh, as someone says before it's it's a study I'm, I will do God willing at some point is the full genealogy the red line as it were of the Lord and all the machinations and that, that went on but still graciously came uh, and I say that to give us Give us hope when we're dealing with life hassles, life's trials. Um, the Lord still graciously came with some of the characters in that that uh, red line of salvation. Um, it's, a, it's a quite an eye opener. Uh, and it came with God's authority in Deuteronomy 18, which is filled in John 12, speaking, uh, I'm sharing the words of the Father. Uh, the, the psalm that I want to share with you and uh, in the psalms there's about 15 prophecies associated with the Lord fulfilled uh, but Psalm 22 I actually want to read that and share it together with you there's five prophecies within that so if you could jump over to Psalm 22 And it begins with, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night I find no rest. Yet you are holy and found on the praises of Israel, and you, and you, our fathers trusted, they trusted you, and you delivered them. To you they cried, and were rescued. To you they trusted, and were not put to shame. But I am a worm, not a man, scorned by mankind, and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make miss at me. They wag their heads. He trusted in the Lord, let him deliver him. 
Let him rescue him for he delights in him. Yet you are he. Took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. And if we, ju- if we jump down to verse 17. I can count all my bones. They stare and glow over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. The, the time's no there to go through every, every prophecy. But it's just mirroring the fact that this is after the resurrection and the Lord wanted to teach these two Cleophs and I don't know who the other name of the other person was maybe someday I'll I'll know that and just how important it was to take that point when we think about the feeding of the 5,000 I immediately think of the wee boy who did I thought he'd have been in history bring these loaves and fish who thought, you know, when you think of the feeding of the 5,000 or the 4,000, the wee boy bringing his lunch, you know? And actually in thinking of the story, there was a, an American evangelist, I can't remember his name, but a young boy was in the audience, and there wasn't a lot there that night. But the young boy that trusted the Lord that night was Billy Graham. And how, down the timeline, how many souls has God used through that man to preach the good news and how many souls have came to the Lord through his preaching blessed are those who bring the good news to the gospel so if we jump back in back to Luke 24 verse 28 so they drew near to the village to which they were going he acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it's towards evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them, and when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. That is a it's great when we recognise the Lord and we don't want him to vanish from your sight. The, so often so often we feel as the Lord there, you know, and you're you're wrestling with life as it were. But it's a great when we have a lovely moment like that and our heart burning within us and I felt we experienced that this morning. It was really it was good it was good for me. And Later on, uh, they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us in the road, while he opened the scriptures? It's amazing that sometimes you read verses or parables or whatever, and you've read it a hundred times. And then all of a sudden you're going, I never ever seen that. And it's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, just opening up, opening up, opening up. And I believe he wants to open us up the full counsel of God for us to get a right good balance within our heart and mind and soul for our own mindset, our own sharing with people, how to treat people. Um, and Tuesday night, the, uh, the fellow John, was, was, he was really heavy on the, 
the evangelism and reaching out, etc. John mentioned this morning that there's things, well, one thing we won't do in heaven is that's break, break bread and take wine, and the other thing is we'll not evangelize. It's over, right? Which is quite a heavy thought. Um, anyway, he was the following Tuesday night, he was heavy on the evangelism, and, and I appreciate that. But not everyone is his evangelism. Everyone is his a gift to evangelize in some small way. Or Jillian's good at the baking, somebody in a cup of tea, a bit of gingerbread cake, they're all up for the gospel. That's the bottom line. And each one of us have our own talents, our own way, our own niche. Not, not everyone is. I used to think because I was such a way in being a bit fearless in the street evangelism, but and no bothering about what anybody thought, thinking other people should be like that. But that's, I was totally wrong. But I'm me, and you're you. And God loves you and you and he loves me and me. And he asks you to do what you can do. And he puts on me what I should be doing. And he doesn't give his challenges that are above us. He'll give his challenges that will stretch our faith. Trust in me. Without faith it's impossible to please God. But we faith, we are. Uh, we do please God. And uh, we mentioned this morning, peace on the earth. And goodwill to all men, which is the popular, but it's really peace on earth and goodwill on whom God's favour rests. Because the bottom line is, if you look at God's favour, you're at war with Him. And we need God's peace. We need to be at peace with God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Right, and jump, <clears throat> jump back into verse 33. And they rose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon when when you discover the Lord when I first discovered the Lord I was I had a wee New Testament and I had a denim cover I thought it was really cool I had a denim cover and I keep it in my back pocket and I'll be sharing this just to put that pure the Lord's risen you know I wasn't. I didn't even think I was preaching or evangelising or whatever you want to call it I just come here to show you this you know and you had some right characters which I sent for me you know and I'm sharing that and I remember I remember the story there's a fella uh, Jed McCauley Jed, Jed's heavy with, with the drugs He's, he's passed away now, but anyway, if you've not heard of the Irish preacher George Bates, he does a sermon, The Great White Throne, and it would terrify you. And I'm talking about you being a Christian, right? <laughs> it's really, and I remember Jed sharing me with me one night. In fact, Sandy took over some shopping to Jed one night, um, and he appreciated it. But anyway, he puts on this tape and they're all in the he's just followed and they're all stoned and he says, Right, listen to this man. <laughs> so there you get George Bates preaching the great white throne judgment and all these guys sitting about and they, they were coming in two very quickly, you know. So I just wanted to share that as I'm as I'm going when you find the Lord and you want to share him. 
Verse 35, then they told him what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Already elaborated in that um, earlier on. If, If we jump on, verse 36, Jesus appears to his disciples and as they were talking about these things, he stood amongst them and says, peace to you. So often, we have the mindset where we're like Isaiah Lord tongues of fire I'm a man of unclean lips I want to hide you want to back the garden you want to run and hide for God fall on the rocks we want to hide for you Lord you're so holy but here we have Christ saying to you to you but they were startled and frightened and thought they had saw a spirit. And he said to them, why do you trouble? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands, my feet, his eye. How many times did the Lord show his hands and his feet? And mainly namesake Thomas, you know. Uh, and he fell at the Lord's feet, my Lord and my God. And jump back in touch me and see for my spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have and when he had said this he showed them his hands and his feet and while they still disbelieving sometimes no matter how much evidence God puts across if they can ignore the God of glory and walk away and the Lord says look if they're going to persecute me, they're going to get to you in the neck if they're going to listen to me they're going to listen to you as well so that's the hope we have, we don't know as we share through life through this week, through this gospel season I was telling I've got to thank Sunday School now for just how much Freya appreciates and she shares with school, a school teacher have came to me and says just how much she knows about the Christmas story about the Bible and uh, she's going back home to her other brother and sister and they're noising the, the way up because they're saying to the way God didn't exist etc so that's what the way's going into but she's like are we lying she's just standing there going aye she does my granddad says <laughs> and it's really encouraging you know um, despite we're sowing the seed of the gospel and it will bear fruit it will bear fruit regardless we don't know we're the sowers, we know the reapers we know the growers but we're the sowers and while they were still disbelieving for joy they were marvelled they said to them I saw him here to eat and they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it before him it's a false sermon in that then he says to them these are my words I've spoken to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And that's a wee personal study. Have a wee dive into all the Moses, prophets, Psalms. And verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. It is a great thing when the Holy Spirit just a lot of times I can get a sermon at half four or five in the morning and I need to remember and have a pen and paper to capture their thoughts because you come eight o'clock when I've nodded back after they're gone 
And he says to him, this is written that the Christ should suffer and the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. And that's what we're doing. We're now in Scotland. We're still proclaiming that message. Hasn't he changed? Peace of God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. You, verse 48, you are witnesses of these things. What's in here? We are witnesses of these things as a, as a flip back to say, us, our understanding, more sharp, more relevant, more real than some of the disciples that were walking with him at the time. When Peter got the revelation, when the Lord challenged him, are you going to leave as well? And Peter turned around and says, where are we going to go? You've got the words of eternal life. You're the Christ. And the Lord then replies, it's not flesh and blood that's revealed this, but it's the Spirit of God. So they've got flashes down there, but the fullness is coming in. Later on in Pentecost. Verse 48, you are witnesses of these things, and behold, I'm sending you the promise of my Father upon you. Which is here, and we've prayed it. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And the attention, I'm actually doing a wee study now, and this is totally left field. I'm still early doors. Behold, he comes in the clouds with power and glory. But it is not to earth, it's back to God the Father, the Ancient of Days. And he's, as he goes up through the clouds, that's the the main angle that I'm, that I'm studying. Uh, I've not really digested it, so don't come and challenge me over it. I'm just throwing it out there. So, verse 50, Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them, and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, blessing God. And we've worshipped God tonight. I've shared with you my thoughts from my heart, things, things that's happened today. And I hope you've got something with it. God bless you.